Hello. Hello to everybody from wherever you're watching live. This is the Mental Health Hour, episode 23, Alcohol Dependence and Abuse. Hello to all the replay viewers as well. We appreciate you. Please feel free to drop into the comments and tell us where you're watching from. And if you have any questions, as always, the live chat is there. And hello to Gemma. How are you? Hey, not too bad, not too bad. A bit cold today. It's very wet and windy in uh, good old England. <laughs> good old England. Hello, Ella. Hello, Uncle Rick. Hello, Mum, Melanie Faye. How's everybody doing? Hello, Jason. Uh, tonight, we are going to talk alcohol dependence and abuse. Obviously, this is a topic that is near and dear to me. Um, and it's been a long time coming. Um, so we're going to go over basically... Hey, Jay Opera in the house. Welcome, everybody. We're going to go over basically some points of uh, discussion on what alcohol dependence is, what alcohol abuse is, and maybe a little bit of addiction, um, and just kind of overview alcohol in general. Now, substance abuse as a whole is its own entity. Um, but uh, in, in the interest of keeping it not so broad, we're going to just focus on alcohol tonight. Also, I have a great dealing in this, um, so I am perfectly happy to share my uh, experience and answer any questions that you may have um, along the way. So... Without further ado, once again, welcome everybody in and thanks for joining us this evening. Um, a quick program note before we do get started. Next week, uh, I have an unavoidable shift of work on Wednesday, so we will be doing the show on Thursday at 6 p.m., mm -hmm. um, so just a day later, but we'll still get your weekly mental health hour installment in just a day late. Um that being said, uh, and we'll cover that again, but uh, towards the end. Um, yes, Gemma has uh, put the bio link in the comments and um, the tiny Earl as well. Gemma, could you explain again real quick what we have going on there? Uh, yeah, there's the bio link where you can find all the everything related to us in the mental health hour, uh, all the other pages things like that and i've also added on any of our guests pages there's ella's on there and then elena from last week um those charity page anybody that we've supported uh, that have been on the show and then there's everything that we have and you can go on to the bio link or the tiny or on the um comments that i've just put submit a question you can do it either anonymously or you can choose to give your name and it is completely 100% anonymous and then if you have an idea for the show um if there's a particular topic you want us to discuss then that there's a form on there for you to send to us as well and we've also got a discord page now which we plan to share lots of useful information links and just generally support each other. Um, that's also in the uh, bio link. So yeah, it's all in there. Thank you, Gemma. And right. thank you for your continued work on all the socials. Um, the Discord yeah. is uh, very new. Um, so we're just getting that off the ground. We're growing. We're growing here at the Mental Health Hour, which yeah. makes me so happy. Uh, I'm glad this is still... Uh, you know, a, a great thing and people enjoy it. Um, okay, let's dive into tonight's episode. Um, alcohol, obviously, as most of you know. Hi, TJ. And thank you, Michael, for the award. Um, alcohol, as most of you know, has had a significant impact on my life over the past 15 years. Um, I struggled with uh, alcoholism. 
And, uh, you know, this is all kind of new to me. Um, I've been sober now for over a year. Um, and the idea of living with alcoholism and admitting it to myself and to everyone, uh, was, was relatively new to me. Um, so I have, I do have a long line of, um, genetic, I guess you will call it, um, the family side of things. It's comes pretty deep from both sides of my family. Um, now at the beginning, I refused to see any of the warning markers, you know, uh, it's very, it, it's tough to, you put blinders up. Uh, you really do. Like it's, there's no way I can have a problem. There's no way that anything's wrong with me. Uh, I've got my life under control and I apologize in advance. If I sound a little congested again, I had my weekly before the show allergy attack. So, um, uh, I want to start this episode, uh, with Gemma going over a couple of slides, like we like to do presenting some information. All the information was taken from, um, the Google images, uh, search of alcohol dependence and abuse, uh, very easy to find, uh, credit to all, uh, the information goes to, uh, the individual slides have, uh, you know, credit where you can find more information. Also, mm -hmm. I'll be dropping some more information on my channel page. Um, and into the, yeah, and into the discord on where you mm -hmm. can further research this. If you, if this episode speaks to you in any, in any way. So Gemma, mm -hmm. if you could take it away. Yeah. Okay. So let me find the ones that we want. Right. So for the first one, I found the, what is alcoholism? And it just gives you like a little breakdown. I'm going to pull it up on my phone so I can read it a bit better. <clears throat> so alcoholism or alcohol dependence is a disease that includes four main symptoms. So it's a craving, strong need or urge to drink, loss of control. So not being able to stop drinking once you've begun. Physical dependence, withdrawal symptoms such as upset stomach, sweating, shakiness and anxiety after stopping. And then tolerance, the need to drink greater amounts of alcohol to get high from it. So like the more you drink, the more you're able to drink and the more you need to drink to be able to get anything from it. And then we have got the warning signs. I hope that shows up a little better for you. So the top left is denial, lying about or hiding your drinking from family and or friends is a sign of a more serious problem. Drinking to feel better or to relax is a common habit among alcoholics. It's a sign that you're using alcohol as an emotional crutch. Purposely drinking to black out means a person is consciously drinking excessively. People who always finish a bottle of wine or liquor may have a problem. No self-control is a big character characteristic of an alcoholic drinking at inappropriate times such as before work during school or when your doctor tells you not to can be a dangerous sign that you're dependent on alcohol if you've been drinking long enough so that your tolerance is greater than it used to be you may be dependent on, on alcohol if your relationships have been suffering due to your alcohol drinking you may have a problem withdrawals are different than hangovers they mean you have a lack of alcohol rather than too much meaning you are addicted the surest sign of having an addiction to the is an inability to quit it is imperative that you seek help and as soon as you can but as tim said many a time and as like many will you have to do it because you want to do it otherwise it's just not going to work um we've got one here abuse and addiction is this the one yeah that's the one i've got so abuse the substance abuse and mental health services administration defines moderate drinking as up to one drink each day for women and up to two drinks per day for men 
Anything beyond that level of drinking is considered alcohol abuse and puts people at risk of developing an alcohol use disorder, i.e. alcohol addiction. Substance abuse is also considered using prescription drugs in any other way. And we'd like to preface uh, that as well with the, these numbers are, you know, uh, I'm sorry, Gemma, who did you say this was from? Uh, this one is from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration. Yes, this is their um, personal numbers, I guess, um, you yeah. know, coming from coming from um, studies and such. Um, everybody's body is different. And mm -hmm. these numbers no, in no way reflect, you know, what you should, yeah. you're not, you're not automatically an alcoholic or whatever. If you, you know, if you, yeah, there's no harm in going out and having like a few, as long as it's not being like every single day, that's what right. I think they mean. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that in there that it's don't like take general every, average. You know. Yeah. Yeah. General average, I guess. And then addiction side, in contrast, addiction often shows serious physical, social and psychological symptoms. Nearly on all known definitions include the same component, continuing to use drugs or alcohol, despite the problem that it presents, such as social pressures, relationship problems and physical symptoms. Addiction is defined as chronic relapsing brain disease that is characterized by compulsive drug seeking and use despite harmful consequences. So that's drug seeking and like, or same for alcohol as well. Um, then we have this one. I haven't got this on my phone, but um, substance abuse versus dependence. So the substance abuse side, you've got using alcohol or drugs and failing to fulfill responsibilities. That can be like being inability to get up for work, for example. Harmful use, using alcohol or drugs in situations that could be hazardous. Acquiring illegal, social or impersonal problems because of alcohol or drug use. And then the dependence. Increased tolerance of alcohol or drugs, unsuccessful efforts to quit, staying high or drunk longer, spending a large amount of time and energy to get drunk, uh, drugs or alcohol, giving up important things or activities because of alcohol or drug use, withdrawals, continued use despite physical or mental problems caused by alcohol or drug use and then the last one we have is the actual effects that it can cause again this isn't saying that everybody will have this but this is like just in general so the brain and nervous system alcohol causes poor muscle coordination slurred speech memory issues and brain shrinkage mouth and throat any level of alcohol use is linked to an increased risk of mouth, throat and esophagus cancers. Lungs. Chronic alcohol use increases the risk of alcoholic lung disease, acute respiratory distress syndrome and pneumonia. Kidneys. Alcohol changes kidney function and makes them less able to filter blood or other fluids, including alcohol. Immune system. Alcohol increases the risk of developing infectious diseases like pneumonia, respiratory tract infections and pulmonary diseases. The heart. Heavy drinking raises blood pressure. It also increases the levels in which the body, in the body, which is linked to heart disease. The breasts for women. Women have greater risk of developing alcohol-related breast cancer, even in moderate consumption. Liver. Long-term heavy alcohol use increases the risk of alcohol-induced liver disease, including cirrhosis. Stomach. Alcohol makes the stomach produce more acid when it can cause gastritis, which is stomach lining inflammation. And the pancreas, chronic heavy alcohol use can induce pancreatitis, which is an inflammation of the pancreas. And there we go. 
That was quite lengthy, sorry. <laughs> so the the uh, the effects are devastating, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. With any drug or um, substance that we put into our body, uh, we run the risk of health uh, deterioration. Uh, I myself have stroke, uh, have come down with pancreatitis, uh, you know, due to directly to my drinking. Um, I was more than a binge drinker. I was uh, very dependent on alcohol. It was an addiction. It still is an addiction of mine. Um, and I work a strong program to keep that addiction at bay. Um, so we'll get into all of this now. Uh, but thank you, Gemma, for the, the, the rundown there on some information. Um, I did want to credit the one slide didn't have um, the credits, but the uh, second to last slide you did there, the, it, it comes from Managing the Stressors of Addiction. Um, mm -hmm. And it's it's uh, by April Smith, Peggy Sheckett, and Max Stafford, all masters in their um, master's degrees in their respective fields, um, and can be found on the Google search as well. Um, but moving forward, uh, so basically, to break it down in layman's terms, really, the, what it what it boils down to me, um, abuse uh, is is you know you're when you're abusing alcohol you're drinking to a point where you're trying to forget you're trying to let's look at the word abuse i guess it would be easier when you abuse something what are you doing Gemma? um like it can be like like abuse to to use it in a way that isn't like normal or to abuse something or someone like take advantage or physically yes. cause harm to a person or thing. Yes. So more like binge drinking, uh, using it to forget, using it to mask, um, <laughs> you know, and then dependence is a, a bigger ball of wax. You, your body physically needs alcohol. To function properly um that that's kind of where i was uh, for for whatever reason i was able to shut it off completely when i went to work um for 24 hours i didn't think about alcohol but the second i got off work that 48 hours off was priority one was alcohol i needed to have it in my life at some point and i got very upset if it wasn't or if so, if i had to do something that did not include it or have the end game of being there. Um, again, I'd like to thank everybody for joining tonight and for throwing some comments down. We've seen some excellent comments come in. Michael, uh, seven years on your sober date. That is awesome. Kudos to you. Congratulations. Um, and uh, also uh, moving in a more positive direction, it does show you that that seven years uh, is attainable. Um, that's somebody asked me the other night on uh, a broadcast I was doing with Ella. Uh, how did we, uh, or, or what was the question? What are these chips all about was what it was. These, this is my year of sobriety chip from AA. And the short answer is these are not, designed uh as a pat on the back to ourselves it is a nice reminder for us and mm -hmm. everything but the the real reason for these behind these chips and that we get in aa is to show the newcomers that this program of alcoholics anonymous works um mm -hmm. it, it it allows them to be able to see that two three seven years down the line, you can still be sober. Life's going to throw you an incredible amount of stressors. And your gut instinct is always going to be to drink because that's what we as alcoholics know. And that's what we're addicted to. And that's what our sick brain keeps trying to talk us into. Mm -hmm. uh, and from there on, it's, uh, it's just a matter of, of working your program, staying strong. Um, we've got Lenny in the comments. She has told me that she's 35 years sober now. That's incredible. Congratulations mm. to her. Um, 
and uh, we we support and uh, carry on each other. That's the meaning behind these chips. Uh, it's just to let the newcomers see that the, this goal is attainable, and this and you can live a sober life. Um, now we did. Uh, I did want to stress the the word alcoholic. Um, I haven't put that in the title. I haven't used it a whole lot. Uh, we did have a slide on what is alcoholism. It is a diagnosable disease. It is a it is a uh, big word out there in the AA community, obviously. However, my personal feeling towards the word alcohol, alcoholic rather, um, is that that is something very personal and can only come from you. Um, you I when I am approached uh, about somebody that might have a drinking problem or an alcoholic tendencies or whatever, I'm very quick to shut down the the uh, the, the talk that this person so and so I think he is an alcoholic. <clears throat> the reason that is is because, uh, well, there's a couple of reasons. It is, as I mentioned, a very personal thing. You have to come to terms with that yourself. That has to come from within you and within your mind, body, and soul. Um, it is, It is. yes, it is a diagnosis. It's a medical term, and you can be diagnosed as an alcoholic. However, in the long scheme of things, I feel like this is a very personal decision. Like You really have to put forth your mind, your body, and your soul towards this because that now it becomes a lifestyle. Um, I don't want to say that so-and-so is an alcoholic because they're drinking out of control and they're drinking every night. That It's not for me to say that he's an alcoholic or she's an alcoholic or they're an alcoholic. Uh, that, that definitely 100% has to come from them. And I can't stress that enough. It, it was really what hung me up for so long with this particular uh, part of my life was just coming to terms with that because before you can make any changes and go towards uh, the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel or start walking towards uh, a new direction or working a solid program, you have to come to terms with that first in yourself, only you. Gemma can't tell me that she thinks I'm an alcoholic and then I start working a program. Step one of AA is realizing that your life has become unmanageable and that you can't do this and that there is a problem. Mm-hmm. So a little soapbox there. Um, uh, I'm very, just like I say, I'm very uh, quick to, you know, not say that I suffer from alcoholism. I struggle with it. Um, you know, same thing. The alcoholic uh, label or, or diagnosis, I really feel like that has to come from you. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about that, Gemma? Yeah, definitely. Like, it's it's with any with literally anything in your life, be it alcohol or anything. If you want to achieve something and get better, it's got to be something that you want to do. Because the more people that tell you that you've got to do it, the more likely you are to think, "Well, fuck it," basically. And I see like a good way. I've always thought of alcohol or anything it's like it referred to it as a crutch now i use a physical walking aid crutch to help me because i can't walk very well without that and you would have used the alcohol as an emotional crutch i guess to get through the tough times that you were having and to like to help you get through that I mean, I won't be able to really get rid of the physical crutch as such, but like it's, I guess, like when you break your leg, you use a stick to help you get through that. And you used alcohol to help you get through what you were getting through. Yes. Um, like, I, I don't know if I'm making any sense. Yes, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, it was definitely a crutch of mine. Um, mm-hmm. I used it in the wrong sense. Uh, so there was abuse there. I was abusing 
the fact that it is legal, you know, and I could uh, get on without uh, being arrested or it's not an illicit drug, you know, like, you know, some of the, you know, more higher powered substances you can use. Um, also, my job requires me to be clean from any illicit drugs um, and, and we have random urine tests and everything. Alcohol is completely legal and it's a way that I was able to, I, I was able to latch onto that. It was able to give me the desired effect that I wanted. Uh, and it was able to mask all the pain. Um, little did I know, and this will be another episode, but the depression was only intensified by the amount of drinking that I was doing. I was, it was just a vicious circle. Uh, and I didn't realize that until my sobriety, uh, how much different I feel now. But we'll, we'll talk about sobriety on another episode because uh, it deserves its own. And it's, uh, and it's a great lifestyle if someone chooses. Um, so we did have a question come across uh, earlier this week, and it fits perfectly in with our episode today. So um, again, we'll throw the bio link out there. Uh, if there's ever any questions, comments, concerns um, that you have and want us to answer here on the Mental Health Hour, we highly encourage you going and, and utilizing that because we have no problem talking about it. And uh, as soon as Gemma is ready, if you would like to read that question out, we can both take a stab at it or I can answer it as it is more alcohol driven. Yeah, I'll read it out for you, and then if you want to like go through it, that's probably for the best. All right, let me just bring it up. Okay, so this one, and I, as I said, it's completely anonymous. I cannot see who has sent this. They didn't put a name. I can't see anywhere. I can't see who sent it. I can't see where it's come from in the world at all. The only thing I can see is the question. Okay, so it says, I have a friend who I'm really worried about. They're drinking quite a lot, and they don't seem to realize that there is a problem. They don't seem to know. I don't know what to do. Should I say something to them? I don't know how they would take it if I told them I was concerned about them. Okay, want me to read right. it again? Uh, yeah, you can throw it out one more time. Okay, so I have a friend who I'm really worried about. They're drinking quite a lot, and they don't seem to realize that there is a problem. They don't seem to know. I don't know what to do. Should I say something to them? I don't know how they would take it if I told them I was concerned about them. Right. Uh, so this is a very tough uh, thing to do. Um, absolutely. Uh, it's a great question, and I, I'd like to thank whoever sent it in for keeping it um, keeping names out of it um, and keeping it very generic. Uh, that's what we, we're looking for here. We won't be able to read anything out loud if there is names attached to it. Um, I will block not... them out if I'm able to, but if it's personal stuff, I w we can't read it out. So let's take a look at this. Uh, this person has a friend that he's concerned about, he or mm -hmm. she, um, and they're drinking too much. Well, first, uh, I would, I would be curious to see, you know, or to know how much is too much, because that's a very relative term uh, mm -hmm. for some. For me, it's quite a bit more than Gemma is able to. Uh, the, the whole tolerance thing plays in. However, if we're talking more about the frequency of it, it's every night, it's every day, it's from, you know, dawn to dusk, or every day at a set time, uh, whatever the case may be. You really have to take it into consideration. Um, I understand that you're concerned about their feelings, and um, I understand that uh, you don't want to ruin a friendship, per se, and that mm -hmm. could play a detrimental role uh, in, in discussing this, because as an alcoholic, I will tell you, anytime anybody brought it up to me, I wanted the hell out of that conversation. I didn't want anything to do with talking about it. I didn't necessarily shun them or, you know, you're not my friend anymore, but we moved quickly 
and sometimes irritated uh, away from that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it all comes down to me to uh, whether or not you want to be, if you're concerned about this person's health, then by all means, I think something needs to be addressed um, mm-hmm. in some way, shape or form. Um, you need to make the decision whether or not that you want to discuss this with them. And if you're okay with that, <clears throat> then bring it up lightly, um, you know, and maybe just address what is, ask them why, um, you know, do, why, why do you drink so much? Or maybe we can go out and do something without drinking. Um, you know, there's, there's many ways to go about this um, and it can be done very delicately. But if there is, if this person is anything like me, um, it, it does get to be a personal thing and um, they'll probably take offense to it and just mm-hmm. understand that going into it. Um, but it all, it all boils down to being a good friend or just letting this person uh, develop some serious health conditions. Um, so uh, please feel free to reach out for more information from me. I have resources that I can uh, give you if you're listening. Um, to go over or how to talk to an alcoholic, uh, how to approach this kind of information. Also, some great apps that are out there on the iPhone and Android markets, um, respectively, for AA meetings, Zoom meetings, uh, etc. in in everybody's area. So please, if you need anything further, uh, and Gemma, did you have anything to add to that question? Um, no, like only tiny bit, I guess, like where they, where you said about maybe taking offense to it. Like, I think anybody, if they feel like they're being told that they're doing something that they would deem as wrong, it feels like it's a personal attack and whether it is or it isn't like, cause I guess you would just be generally concerned about their health they're not going to if they don't realize there's a problem yet then they're going to they're going to deem it as a personal attack on them um but yeah, yeah if if they're listening whoever sent the question in definitely like if you're able to get in touch get in touch and i'm sure you tim will be willing to help yes um absolutely um, yeah, i any... definitely get in touch with tim it's definitely not my forte i have been involved with people who have drunk but not personally myself i've just been on the receiving end of somebody who's drunk sure and um you know every substance out there does produce its own um mm-hmm demons or, or, or uh, outcomes. Um, but again, uh, addiction is addiction uh, across mm-hmm. the board. Um, you know, it is a diagnosable mental health condition um, mm-hmm. and we can be addicted to most anything. Uh, I myself am not just addicted to alcohol, but um, I, I'm, I have that addictive personality as I think a lot of us do um, in the program. Um, alcohol is quite an easy thing to get your hands on at all times. Um, you know, it's, you don't have to go out hunting for it really. It's, it's always there. It's, it's everywhere. Um, so it is the most easiest in my opinion, uh, and most accessible at all times substance there is out there. Yes, my father was a heavy drinker, and with certain things, he was quite nasty. I grew up scared of him. Yes, and um, that—that's a another thing uh, to to bring to the table is that it affects people in in much different uh, ways. Um, you get your nasty drunks, you get your happy drunks, you get you know across the board, um, and it's kind of almost like split personality, almost like you know. Are you getting sober, Tim, or are you getting drunk, Tim, or buzz, Tim? Um, I never drank to blackout. I had a very uh, scheduled routine of my drinking. I knew exactly what I was doing. I was good at it. 
I was manipulative and I knew, you know, exactly how to do it every single day so that I could keep doing it and try and fly under that radar. Um, it's just, it's what we learned. Uh, I did want to go back and uncle Rick, uh, mentioned earlier in the comments about kind of alluding to having that off switch. Um, when you become dependent on alcohol, uh, there is, and almost to the point of addiction, yes, there is no off switch. I had no off switch. Um, I could go all day, all night. Uh, I knew how to pace it. I knew how to, I knew I wanted more. So I knew when it was time to take a break, maybe grab a glass of water, maybe just have a Coke, but then get right back into maintaining. That's what my drinking was essentially. It was, it was maintaining a level of, uh, buzz, if you will, uh, a level, of, uh, it was maintaining a state of mind all day. Um, and, you know, I'd wake up in the morning down here, start drinking a little bit to bring it up to what I called normal. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, a lot of people can continue going and, and get out of control with it. But I, I maintained that all day long. And then, you know, that was my game. Um, and that, that, that I was a very much so a very high functioning alcoholic. Um, and that's, a, that's something that we throw out there a lot. Like, uh, I don't have, I can't possibly have a problem. Uh, I, I'm never late for work. I, you know, I hold down a job. I pay my bills on time. I do everything by the accordance of the law. Um, you know, there's no issue. Well, you know, why are you getting on me? You know, I like to drink every now and again. And unfortunately, every now and again is a lot more than what, what it seems. Um, and I learned that I'm learning all of this still today. Um, so, hey, Jim, welcome on in. Thank you for the one award. Good to see you. Uh, Jim, as you'll see in our notifiers there, is doing Catalyst tonight. Uh, looking forward to that as always. We'll talk about that again at the end of the show. Um, but Gemma, is there anything uh, that you in your life have felt, man, uh, I can't get enough of this or there's no off switch once I get going? You know, like a can of Pringles. <laughs> Once you pop, yeah. you don't stop. Yeah, pretty much. Um, for a while, yeah. Um, when I had an eating disorder. Um, and then caffeine as well. When I was... Because I was working a full-time job in a school. And a part-time job in a supermarket. And part-time at college. And part-time at university all in the same week so I was sometimes only getting like three four five hours sleep before I was on again and I was drinking caffeine like the full caffeinated drink so much just to keep functioning to the point where I was absolutely addicted to it and then I became completely allergic to it and I can't have caffeine now um and then with the eating disorder um chocolate but I'd eat it and eat it and eat it and then purposely go and throw up mm. uh, because I'd, I I needed it I needed the high the sugar high from it but then I'd be like I can't believe I've just done that and then I'd make myself sick mm -hmm. and I was that bad with it I can't now make myself sick so I had to find other ways so I would consume humongous amounts of laxatives to pass it in other ways, mm -hmm. which has in turn had a huge effect on my body. But sure. then even down to the medication that I take now, which I'm working on trying to get off, because as I say, when I was prescribed it, I didn't know the damaging effects that it had because I'm not a medic, I'm not trained. So mm -hmm. it, it's, it is, it's true that you I think in a way we're all, I guess, addicted to something and thinking back now to when I was younger, like not so much now, but I, I do see little bits coming through because growing up, I was always very, I felt very dismissed as a child and like I wasn't good enough. So I was addicted to being 
told that I was good enough, that what I was doing was good enough, that I was a good person. And it terribly gets to me very much when I think that somebody doesn't like me. And I'm still learning to deal with that. But I'm getting there kind of with your help. <laughs> um, because I, yeah, I do. I, I am very much addicted to people pleasing, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's yeah. exhausting. Absolutely exhausting. <laughs> Yes, it, and it, it, that is a uh, a great point. Um, I think we, maybe you more than me in this scenario, um, mm -hmm. really have that desire to not just be liked, but uh, I, I wouldn't classify it as that. I was, I would, I would look at it from the other side, um, wanting just wanting to know why you're not liked. And if yeah, that's yeah. the case, um, just questions, oh, yeah. but, um, yes. And that actually can be its own episode too. Um, mm -hmm. I'm actually, I, I have that one written down. Um, uh, but moving, uh, back onto alcohol real quick, I wanted mm -hmm. to hit the, um, the one slide where it said harmful use, um, uh, being a, being an indicator of abuse. Uh, harmful use is the best way I can or that I've saw on any of the slides that we presented uh, to go back to that question uh, you know if your friend is using it using alcohol in a harmful way to their body then numbers don't matter um, like I said everybody's numbers are different uh, everybody's bodies are different uh, harmful use is the best way to describe this. If, if you, if there's a actual concerning problem with the, the way they are using alcohol, um, then I do think it needs to be addressed. I, I think you would be a good friend, uh, in the long run in, in, um, in, in addressing it with them. Uh, it's kind of one of those, uh, rules be damned situations, uh, if that makes sense, like for the greater good, um, mm -hmm. you have this, this person's, uh, well-being in the forefront and, you know, you can always test the waters with it. And if it's, <clears throat> if they buck back and they don't want to talk about it, okay, then move on. Um, mm -hmm. and potentially maybe help them in other ways. And, uh, like I said, please feel free to hit the bio link and DM mm -hmm. me at any of the Instagram or Twitter um, for more personal uh, conversation. And I can give you some resources as well. But yeah, I want to throw that. Um, yeah, the, um, mm -hmm. the harmful use is, is the best without trying to put numbers to it. You know, I know mm -hmm. uh, the CDC and, and, all these different agencies have all their numbers. It, this is really hard to put a numbers game to um, because it really boils down to everybody's tolerance and everybody's level of uh, ability, um, really. I was completely, uh, my tolerance level was out of control. And one of the greatest things I learned at rehab was just that. Um, that, that was a, a shining moment when I learned that my tolerance level was not a testament to what kind of a man I was. And I, I'm able to drink more than you and this, that, and the other. And uh, it, it was a problem. Um, I was the abnormal one because alcohol was not reacting to me, to my body, the way that it reacted to everybody else's. It's kind of that situation where there's 10 people in a room and nine of them are cold, but you're hot. Uh, you can't, you can't be saying they're all the ones with the problem, right? <laughs> nine people are cold and you're hot. Uh, that's you're the you're the outlier there, you know. And as an alcoholic, I, you know, if that's in recovery now. I'm learning this, and I'm I'm able to see this now so much easier. And I'm able to see all those flags that I missed for so many years, or that I refused to see. Um, and it really is a wonderful, 
experience to when you finally make that leap of saying, my life has become unmanageable and I can't do this by myself. When you finally take that leap and you know there's a problem because I knew it too. My wife tells me all the time that uh, towards the end there before rehab, I was telling her that this, she she, uh, laughingly says that I put it so eloquently, this has me by the tits and I can't get out from under it. Um, I was telling her this without admitting that there was any problem, but I knew, I knew there was a problem. It just was that matter of taking that leap of faith, taking that leap towards a better life, really, that it's a scary thing to do. I had a picture painted in my mind of what rehab was. And, you know, it's, it's not a pretty thing. And it's not. And then all of the aftermath of, oh, how am I going to come back and, and deal with life again? How am I going to tell people this? I'm so ashamed. And it's not the case at all. I'm here to tell you that it's a wonderful lifestyle. I feel so much better, so much clearer. Um, people uh, have been so kind and just the reception of me coming back and sharing with folks that I was away at rehab and I, I'm not ashamed of it. And I'm, this is me now and I just an outpouring of support. And I thank every single one of you in the comment section for being here on HAPS and listening to us every week. Um, and even if we're just uh, doing a broadcast with, um, you know, making Gemma's making some crafts, uh, it's still a very big support system for me to come here and be with you guys and uh, talk with you. Jim, Catalyst is, I've, I've touted Catalyst as one of the best programs on this platform. And it's just for that reason. Uh, every Wednesday, Jim does Catalyst fire pit or now we're moving into candle season but it's all the same he sits he listens he chats he talks uh, you can just throw any question out there you can throw anything that's on your mind out there it's a beautiful platform this half's platform is and it is a support network in and of itself um, if you choose to utilize it as that Um, yeah um, there can be a a ton of uh, drama just like with any uh, anything you're not going to get around that, but whether or not you choose to ignore that or move on, move forward, use this platform for a, a support system and, and connect with the people that you want to connect with. Um, you have the right to connect with or without people on here. You know, if somebody's not jiving with you, lock them. But I'm not going to get into Haps diatribe. I, I'd like to keep this back on the alcohol. I just want to uh, throw that out there as what works for me. Uh, This is, um, this is one of those things that you have to continually build your support network um, and you have to, you know, keep busy. Um, And there, there should be no, uh, there should be no shame in sharing your story. That's what this program is. That's what step 12 of AA is, is sharing experience, strength, and hope and helping the newcomer uh, to be successful too. Tell them exactly what you went through. Tell them your health conditions. Tell them what uh, alcohol has done to you, to your marriage, to your job, to your life overall, and how you turned it around and where that breaking moment was and how uh, exactly what you have done to stay successful because it's an everyday thing. It really is. It's an everyday thing. And we always have to remember that. Uh, I work a strong program. As, as I've said, I go to meetings most every day. I was going to multiple meetings when I first got back from rehab every day. And um, I've been able to uh, lax off of the meetings a little bit Um as time moves on, but every, every day is different. You're always going to be given different obstacles and it's working that program and staying true to you. And that is, um, how you stay successful, how I stay successful. And, you know, uh, bless you, Gemma, a lot of it, 
Gemma likes to do this stuff when I'm on in the meat of a good conversation. <laughs> uh, everything from collapsing the broadcast to whatever. I need it. <laughs> and I've been playing with the notifiers and I didn't crash it. So yes, that's very good. That's very good. But yeah, uh, that was my spiel on, uh, you know, a successful program. It has to be worked. It has to be taken seriously. And above everything, it has to be done for you. Um, you cannot do this. Something to this magnitude, something that affects your life like this has to be done from you. And I'm going to bring it back to that question that we had halfway into the show again and remind whoever sent that um, that 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 is the case here um the reason this can be so difficult is because that person has to understand their dependence to alcohol or if they are abusing it or if they are straight out addicted to it um that's why i said in the beginning that this is a very personal thing i'm i'm never gonna you're never gonna hear me call somebody an alcoholic I'll call myself an alcoholic because I've come to terms with that. And I, uh, I lived it and I get to say it now because I finally made that jump. I finally said, this is out of my control and I I've earned it and this is mine and I protect it. Um, so I feel that that has to be done through everybody that has a substance abuse issue or problem. You have to own it yourself. You have to live that life. You have to work your own program. And yes, Michael, first step is to admit there is a problem 100%. And that has to come from you. It can't come from anybody else. So um, I hope that helps with the question. I've answered it three times in different periods of the show, but as things pop into my head, I want to get them out there. So the information is there. And um, yeah, Gemma, did you have anything to add? Um, no, I think you've covered a lot of it. This was always going to be one that you'd be a lot stronger with. Um, I would encourage whoever sent that and if they want to reach out to do so. Um, I've been putting up about the Discord that we have. Um, they can contact you privately via the Discord as well. Please do. Um, but like, if anyone has Discord and things, I would definitely recommend jumping on and joining us on there because there is going to be an awful lot of good things that we're going to share on there. And I'm currently working on making um, daily mood check-ins on there. To awesome. just to help and support and make it a, a supportive environment for other people, like as as a way of self help, but also having supportive people around. Mm -hmm. Um, but back to with the alcohol, like, just I I was with somebody that was very very abusive as a drunk. Um, I'll never know whether they were an alcoholic because I got out while I could. I have a feeling they were. They did drink quite a lot, but I had to leave while I could. While I while I actually could. Um, so that was tough. But um, as you said, that you've got to want to do it for yourself, be it with alcohol or with anything. The only person that can make the change for you is you. So, yeah, no, I think. Absolutely. And again, um, and again, everybody's path is different. Everybody's program is different. Um, it's unique to you and it's whatever you make it. Um, I chose to utilize an inpatient rehab facility because I felt like I was that far out of control and I'm glad I did it. It gave me a great foundation to this whole program, you know, kicking it off. I learned so much. I was able to connect with me um, and I was able to start with some tools. They, you know, hit the ground running, as they say. Um, that was my choice. That was my path. Um, mm -hmm. This person that uh, you may want to reach out to and help does not necessarily need to go to an inpatient rehab facility. There, there's plenty of great IOP programs that's intensive outpatient. Um, programs where they can 
stay in the comfort of their home, continue their life day to day. Um, and of course, there's always AA as well. Um, just going to a meeting with, uh, with them. You can take them, hey, you want to go to a meeting with me, uh, to an open meeting at any time. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that is just what they need to sit down and listen to other people and, and yeah. uh, you know, share this broadcast with them even. That's why we do this. Um, that's why we want this on this platform. But that's why I initially wanted to start doing this was so this information is there and you can share this with somebody that might need to hear it. Yeah, um, yeah. I put it in the comments earlier as well. Like if you do mention it to somebody and they like they back away as I guess initially they will feel like you're attacking them personally. Just let them know that you're there for them, that you're supporting them. Um, I guess try not to bring up the issue, but just hope and pray that they realize it whilst they can. But no matter what, just let them know that you're there for them and that you care for them. And I guess hope that they make the right steps towards getting themselves better. But the more you push someone to do something, the more likely they are to go the opposite way. Yes, certainly. The whole rebellion thing is, is real. Oh, yeah. um, but that that's about it for this episode. We're going to go over a couple of things here at the end. And uh, I, I, were, I really would like to know what you guys thought of this episode. Um, if, if you could uh, shoot us a message or anything, either on the Discord, on the bio link, um, mm-hmm. personally to our dms um, or just in the comments please let me know i if you'd like another episode on substance abuse or anything we'd be happy to do it down down the road um yeah. a special thanks to our active sponsors um we have my bunny valentine you know and love ella um if you would like your bunnies and Gemma, you got some bunnies coming don't you i do yeah uh please visit www.mybunnyvalentine.com Use the code FIREDUDE15 for 15% off of all your purchases. And it also lets Ella know that she is, or that you are from the Haps family, and she loves sending little extra goodies to our Haps family. Uh, Also, Catalyst. Catalyst Wednesday tonight over at Jim's house. Uh, Jim in Chicago land there in the comments. Please subscribe to him if you're not already. Um, excellent program every week here on HAPS. Uh, 11 p.m. Eastern time, 10 p.m. Central, uh, and 8 p.m. out there on the West Coast. Um, also, the last, uh, real quick, next, uh, next week, I do have uh, a, a mandatory shift of work on Wednesday, so we'll be doing the mental health hour on Thursday uh, instead of Wednesday. Same time, same place, just uh, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, uh, this is the final week of Vegan Doe's Walk for Mind, um, the UK charity for mental health uh, Doe has done an incredible job and has reached both the 100-mile mark already and has reached uh, the goal set at 500 pounds. But you can still donate. Uh, great charity. Um, and the link is in the comments there. I've thrown it. So with that, uh, hello, Doe. Uh, we're, we're getting ready to get out of here. Um, the replay is always available. Please hit the share button, send it out to all the socials. Um, if it spoke to you in any way, you can reach out to us for more information. And that is all I got. Gemma, do you have anything before we close out? Um, just to remind people to check out the bio link, check out the Discord. Mm-hmm. I'm uploading some stuff to it at the moment. I've even done emojis. Emojis. <laughs> um, yeah, emojis. But awesome. um, do do check it out because there's going to be a lot of stuff in there. Awesome. Um, and we're looking at doing some podcasts as well in the very near future. So watch yes. out for that as well. Keep on growing. Yeah, <laughs> why not? All right. Thank you guys for joining in. Thanks for all the awards and 
uh, a special thanks to everybody that sends in um, questions. A special thanks to everybody here live every week. Um, we know who you are, and we're so grateful. Mm -hmm. uh, so from Gemma and myself, we'll see you again next week. Thank you.